Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fast talk. Street talk. Mike Graham. Fighting the good fight with all his might. Providing a welcome dose of common sense for the common people. Solid talk. Hot talk. The independent republic of Mike Graham. On your mobile, on your wavelengths, talk radio and talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. It's a beautiful day. Uh, we all managed to get through the weekend without dying, uh, which is a good thing because we said uh, that it might be so hot that people will literally be falling down in the street. It wasn't quite that bad. It was quite warm, but, you know, it's called the summer in my view. So uh, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Thank you very much indeed for making it through the weekend. And we'll try our very best to get through the week as well. Peter Hitchens is here because it is Monday. Very good. Uh, still alive. Uh, yes. Morning. You're still alive. Um, we've got some breaking news. Have we a total of 660? 16 people were detected crossing the English Channel in small boats on Sunday, the highest daily number so far this year. Well, that tallies, of course, with the uh, uh, the announcement from Rishi Sunak last week that it's 20% down because everybody, uh, to a man uh, and a, probably a woman, said, well, that's just to do with the tides and the weather. Uh, it's the wind. And, and as the soon wind, as the, the wind, wind changes, set. they'll be back. So here we are. Uh, that 20% will probably disappear as fast as you can say, stop the boats. Well, maybe what Britain needs is a giant wind machine stationed on the... Well, do you know, you like laugh this. about that, but <laughs> some of the things that I've suggested have now started to happen. They're now talking about getting a, a liner, uh, a cruise ship to use to put people on. I said that about two years ago that they should use a cruise ship to put them on. And I've also suggested a giant wind machine and a wave machine, like the ones they have in those um, water parks, oh, yeah. and just make them push them back. Because if you can't move that way, you can only go the other way. There's something in... There must be something in there. I don't know. I think there's something. <laughs> <must be something. laughs> well, mean, maybe we've just been doing this for too long. Politics which people laugh at too much. I know. Can't really be followed. But the they? trouble is, the funnier it is, the more likely it is to come true. That's now. also true. Because uh, I was saying this to Julie Hartley Brew this morning, she said... You can't possibly think Boris Johnson's coming around. I said, look, anything is now possible. In the world of politics, literally anything is possible. I don't particularly think that Boris Johnson will come back as Prime Minister of the Conservative Party, but he will come back in some form. And I'm sorry to, to press you on, on the Al Johnson, as you yeah, call him. Al, yeah. um, but, you know, again, he manages to suck up all the publicity of the machine that is media and politics. Well, I have weekend. to remind you here that it could have been me. If the if the if things had fallen slightly differently on my first appearance on How I Got News for You, yes, a program which was, as it turned out, eaten eaten by one of the two fat ladies, Clarissa Dixon Wright, <laughs> so I couldn't shine on it as I should. I could have been him. I could have had yes. that. I could have had that fame. People could have realised. I think you're far too clever. I do clever. have a sense of humour. Far too clever to be prime minister. Well, are you thinking that, that Johnson's not clever? 
Oh, I think he's clever. I think he's clever for sure. Mm. But clever at only one thing, uh, really, at the moment, which is, is, is promoting himself. But he's always been clever at that. Uh, yes, Anthony Selden wrote a piece at the weekend in the Sunday Times in which he said that his core traits were formed when he was at the age of 23. They didn't change. One was a, a skill unmatched since Tony Blair to communicate with the wider public, making people laugh. Secondly, his inner emptiness, uh, which made it imperative for him to always be the centre of attention. And thirdly, uh, basically a total absence of a moral compass. Doesn't this sink slightly into the, into, into the, into the bath of psychobabble? Partly. But that's I mean, why... I, I don't know who but in a way, that's why Boris Inner Johnson is... What does he know? I mean, such a, none, well, of us, none of us knows. I, I, I think I know anybody in the world of journalism. Mm. We, we've all seen it. and We've all you know, been in rooms with him. We've all chatted yeah. to him. Uh, I even once bumped into him while he was attempting to run along the cliffs of Bournemouth right. in, a, in, a, in a wasp-striped T-shirt. Right. But he, nobody knows him. But women, I think, to some extent, no. But very few men. He doesn't. He's, he's extraordinary. He's, he's very much more a women's man than a man's man. Yes, he is, and, and, and nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I, I just, I just think that he's, he's, he's largely unknown. All his mm. pronouncements on him. But uh, I, suppose, the, the, I suppose the, the, the Max Hastings, of course, is devastating because what he says about him is this is what he did, this is what he didn't do, right. this is his record, right. and he he despises him right. as a politician. Though again, like all this, he's 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 a very accomplished journalist. Yeah. But they are two totally different things. Yes, but as Piers Morgan, you're right. He, you're right. He hasn't gone away. Mm. Uh, he's 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 too big. Um, he's, he's too too big as as it were, a star, mm. uh, never to, to be written out of the national soap opera forever. Right. He's got to come back, but what has, now the matter. Well, that's the thing. But what I find interesting about him is his, his ability to focus so much attention on himself, you know, because even as he's now resigned as an MP, the papers are full of it, absolutely full of it. It's still one of the main... I mean, it wasn't for Nicholas Sturgeon being arrested on Sunday. It would still be the main story. Yeah, but not in a good way. No, but the, I don't the, think the he more cares. and more people. I think a lot of people did. I, I always thought it was foolish because the, his real offence in my in my book was that he he fell for the for the panic and plunged the country into shutdown mm. for no good reason. Mm. But when people found out that while doing that he'd been holding these so-called parties, which appear to be sort of gatherings of people mm. with a couple of cans of urn brew and a packet of crisps, yeah. but parties is what they're known. They all got very cross with him because they they trusted him. Uh, they thought that he believed his his own propaganda. Of course, like everybody in mm. the in the elites, he didn't believe it. And when no. they found that out, I think a lot of the people who used to shout "Hey, Boris!" at him in the street mm. because they simply saw him as 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 as, as, a, as a cheeky, cheerful, humorous person. And maybe I some, think they've gone yeah. off him in large and, numbers. And somebody like them, I think, as well. Yeah, and he's, yeah, but they they now realise he's not like them. Right. And I think that I think that has done it. And I think I mean, he literally I, has. No, I mean, there isn't anyone I th I can imagine uh, who has fewer principles than he does. I don't, he has none. I mean, what, what, it doesn't what, appear what to is, have what any. What has he What has he set out as his principles? If you read what he actually says mm. about what he believes, he's actually quite a soppy liberal. Yeah. And when he was mayor of London, he whatever he may have been before. He became, in political terms, of and he gathered around him uh, all kinds of more or less Marxist people yeah. as his, his advisors, right. and, and nobody knows. Well, the biking, the cycling business was begun by Boris. They were Boris bikes. He was the first. But one I, they to were think actually, about surely they came Livingston bikes, really, aren't they? Mm, maybe, but I mean, he was the one that started this whole kind of. Let's well, do people more think bike so. Rides. People think so, but it, both he and Ken Lewison, mm. as far as I know, are responsible for the, the, the spreading over the horizon of London. Yeah. Huge numbers of tower blocks, which yeah. is hardly particularly green or environmental. Not at London. all. Not at all. But anyway, um, no doubt we'll still be talking about Boris Yeah, Johnson we will, but I think... For the, the next several weeks and months. Difficulty is that there's no real politics in it. No. 
what, who, what is the real profound difference between him and anybody else in mm. frontline politics in this country? Yeah. None. They all have pretty much the same ideas. There's no opportunity here for a, a real, and in, as indeed as Keir Starmer, for a real reevaluation, yeah. particularly of, of lunacies like net zero. Uh, and uh, so you don't see a curious of... support for the for for a war in Ukraine, yeah. which is simply not in British national interest. These things are not up for discussion in the in the, in the yes or no Boris debate. No. So you're not one of those who thinks there will become some kind of new emergence of the centre right as another party, which some people are talking about. I don't know. The I Conservatives think, I, having kind I, of I, blown I think, it. I think the Tories who ought to have been chucked in the dustbin of history in, in round about 2003 will finally, very likely, unless some hugely unexpected thing happens, will finally be so badly defeated at the next general election mm. that that may cause a big change. But mm. there will be other changes as well. I mean, I don't, I suspect, for instance, uh, that Keir Starmer will have as his, his main central agenda a very considerable amount of constitutional change. So we won't have, I think the next general election will be our last first-past-the-post election. For yes, you've said and this before. I think before. it will be the last in which there will still be a House of Lords. And I think these things will, he's not going to put those to referenda, he'll put them in the manifesto. Mm -hmm. and most people will say, okay, right, the time has come. And people don't realise just how huge a difference mm. that will make to the way in which the country is well, run. Well, you know, it's interesting, we often talk about the Blair creature, as you call him, um, and how massively changing um, this country's sort of um, prima facie kind of reason for being happened during his time from it, was, it was all distraction yeah. it, was, it was all he, he was he was the he, he was like the conjurer he's, 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 he was distracting people from what he was really mm. doing all the time yeah. with the extravagant hand gestures but mm. the the real government was being carried on by much more serious people yeah. and really powerful constitutional change enormous increases in government and spend, we're still suffering from that and a, a, a huge realignment of our, of our foreign policy, of our education policy. All these things happened while well, he was pretending mm. to be Mr. Populist, tough on crime, yeah. education, education. And Starmer can't do that. Uh, he, he will be much more obviously what he is, which is a very left-wing person. But mm. I think that this government is in such a mess that the danger is, unless it can pull itself together, that we will get... Uh, after the next election, an, a, a government at least as radical, if not more so, than the Blair mm. one. Uh, but how can you stop that unless the, the party which is actually fighting against Starmer's Labour has got any principles of its own, mm. which it hasn't? Which it doesn't have. And in yeah. fact, much of what their principles are were formed in Blairist policy. They took over the Blairist. You, what you wrote about yeah, sex education in schools, yeah. which has never recovered, really, or was, 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 was clearly set out to be what it is now, by the Blair government. Well, they 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 made it more obvious. But I, what I what I've said in my column this week is that is that it, it doesn't seem to me that you can any more pretend that the real ostensible purpose mm. of sex education is keeping people from having unwanted pregnancies or or, or getting unpleasant diseases, mm. because all the figures show that these things are still going on, yeah. and the the number of pregnancies is concealed by the huge number of abortions. Right. And also by the morning and after, the morning after, the morning after pill. Yeah. But the, what you can't conceal is the spread of, of sexually transmitted infections, and this is appalling. The latest gonorrhea and syphilis figures mm. are almost Victorian in their in, in, in their badness, yeah. and there's no progress. There's also if sex education, but a lot of those numbers has are failed also. so much. Why do we carry on doing more and more of it? Mm. If it generally, if, if something fails, so you, you you give but up. What and try would, again. But what would the alternative be, though, to well, say to, to I mean, children that don't have sex? Well, no. I, well, it, you, you don't. I don't think it's frankly. It's the job of schools 
to form sexual morality in the minds of, of children. That mm. should come from somewhere else. It basically should come from their families yeah. and from example. But that's a different question. If you if you really do think there's anybody left in this country who doesn't know, and, uh, uh, over the age of eight anyway, who doesn't know how babies are made, then there's always biology classes mm. if we still do those. But the point that I was making was that the purpose of sex education seems to me to quite possibly have been something quite different. Mm. And that's why I went into, into the story of the extraordinary George Lukács, who's generally known yes, among, among left-wingers as right. a great literary critic and, and Marxist intellectual. Right. But he was commissar for education mm. in, the, in the Hungarian Soviet An Republic actual commissar. An actual commissar, yeah. people's commissar for education and culture. And he introduced sex education to the schools of Budapest quite openly aimed at undermining what was then the general morality of the people. And I have to say that this seems to me to be a much better explanation for, for sex education than all the others. I once wrote a small booklet on this, and going back in this country, there was no sex education mm. in, in this country's schools until the early 1950s. Well, we didn't have any in my school. No. no. But the, we didn't even do biology. It, it was not, well. And I was, think that was because it was a Catholic grammar school. And they, well, were, they were frightened we might find out that there was nothing to do with God. Maybe so. But the, 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 the actual history of it is that it was it, when, in, in the, after the Second World War, because mm. of so many marriages being wrecked and because of the, the obviously, how shall I put it, more relaxed attitude towards sex, which happens during wars, yeah. there was a very bad patch of illegitimate, as they then call mm. children, and, uh, and, and, uh, and venereal diseases, they, they then call it. Right. And it was thought that people ought to be educated and, uh, in, in this to avoid these things. And it got going in the Britain of the early 1950s. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On that pretext. Yeah. And the more uh, the, the, the number of these things grew, the more people said, let's have more sex education. Right. And that's the way it's gone. Mm. Uh, in, in the, but don't you think it, it probably now? would have gone that way anyway? 70 years of it, and it, it simply has not worked.
Right. Well, I mean, I'll take some calls on this. It's an interesting subject. 0344-499-1000 is the number. Peter Hitchens is here. We've got much more to talk about, including the Ukraine latest news uh, and also a bit on the COVID inquiry as well. This is and Talk TV. Nationwide, by your side, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. Peter Hitchens is here, uh, fresh from his column at the weekend on Sunday, the Mail on Sunday. Um, Ukraine. What's the latest? Well, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Mm. Uh, the, the curious thing is that what the, the way in which this is reported these days is extraordinary. I don't know. Um, I don't want to be critical of my colleagues, but uh, there's a, anything that goes wrong in Russia is reported hugely and extensively. Mm. If the Ukrainians say that the Russians have suffered heavy casualties, then this is reported. Um, we get, I've never seen any serious reporting on Ukrainian casualties. Yeah. I heard on BBC Radio 4 last week a Crossing Continents programme, a very rare coverage of people from Ukraine who, who were fleeing the country, young men right. who wanted to avoid military service in Ukraine. This is never, whenever people obviously dislike military service in Russia, it's, it's heavily reported, rightly right. so. I'm not against people reporting critically about Russia. What annoys me is this kind of open-mouthed um, admiration of Ukraine prevents people mm. from, from ever reporting anything going wrong. And now we have this offensive... I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I wouldn't believe, uh, in, in, in a long life I've learned one thing, never to believe any military communiques uh, from, from either side. Right. You, need, you need proper independent confirmation. Uh, but, but this is the other weird thing about the war is that there's no proper kind of coverage of it. I mean, every other, I've, I mean, I'm, I haven't been to very many wars, as, as I'm sure you haven't, but I went to I Bosnia. Not to. Um, it's horrible. It's not something I ever yeah, wanted to do. But, you know, the, every war that I've known of I've had friends go to it, cover it, you know, whether they're embedded with troops or not doesn't matter, but there doesn't seem to be anybody covering it you properly. You get the occasional frontline report from people who've gone up with a, with a Ukrainian unit into some area where they're being shelled, and very brave they are too. And yeah. I, but what what is impossible to do? I mean, if you remember in Vietnam, uh, you probably do, uh, there would be there'd be the five o'clock follies in Saigon every day, and the, the Americans would actually announce they'd make claims yeah. of casualties both of the other side and, as I recall, their own. Mm. And reporters would be allowed to go up into the front line pretty much uh, yeah. wherever they. A liked. very good friend of mine was UPI's correspondent in Vietnam, and, and told me a lot of interesting stories. Since then, uh, most countries have been very, very careful not to allow it to happen again mm. because they, they, the Americans, the American army, reckon that <coughs> this openness. Was one of the reasons they they got defeated. I don't know. The Ukrainians very sensibly don't tell anybody anything mm. about what's going on. And I don't mind that at all. I, I they control the narrative. But if, if what reporters in Ukraine should say much more often is the Ukrainian government doesn't tell us anything. Right. We don't know. We don't know how many casualties right. have been. We don't know uh, whether they've lost ground. We don't know. Any, but there's this kind of. And I went uh, and looked at the historic archives of a couple of newspapers last week of the Battle of the Somme right. in 1916. Very comparable. The, the Germans had invaded uh, in, invaded France in 1916. There uh, had been a, a huge offensive, a British offensive on the on the River Somme. It used to be very well. I don't know whether people are even taught it in school anymore because I don't know, but I hope they are. Enormous great offensive. It opened on July the 1st, 1916. And it, I went and looked at the papers for the first few days of it, mm. and they were saying huge German losses, enemy falling back, a morale of our troops splendid. Mm. Okay. The truth is, if you know what actually happened at the Somme, it was the most terrible it was disaster. Awful. Well, our soldiers trained the, the flower of, 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 of Britain, uh, machine gun down like rows of corn. Mm. 
And there's a fantastic book about this. It was written by Michael John Harris. I recommend it incredibly highly. It's called Covenant with Death. Mm. Uh, he was a journalist in Rotherham in the 50s, and he discovered there were a lot of people who'd been at the battle who were still alive, and he yeah. went and interviewed them. And out of those interviews, he made this really brilliant, beautifully written, uh, completely gripping novel of their recruitment, their training, and the day they were all uh, they were all thrown into mm. this ridiculous battle in which so many of them were, were mown down. And the terrible scenes afterwards of the wounded lying in the sun, crying for their mothers, and this awful weeping sound, uh, which he which he describes obviously yeah. from the from the memories of the people he talked to. You'll never, once you've read this, ever want to believe a military mm. communique again. It was a terrible. Yeah. And here we have actually. Warfare, which is not all that unlike what took place in yeah. 1916, we haven't gone any further. If you want to attack a deeply dug-in enemy, as the Russians are, then you're going to be doing pretty much. You have to do what it, General Haig. Well, you don't have to. Building by building, you don't yeah. have to do it. Uh, you don't have to do it at all. It's a stupid way to conduct war, in my view. It's a stupid way to behave. But if you're going to do it, you're going to have horrible casualties, and young men on both sides being 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 ground into the mm. mud. Uh, why would anybody want there to be more of that? But it's the sort of cold, distant way in which it's reported without any seeming awareness of what it means in human terms, which makes it easier for people to say, oh, yes, we must continue right. this war. We must continue which this is war. Also all it doesn't hear, affect them it? personally. No. And you wrote, I think, at the weekend about Joe Biden, who did at one point yes, say this will have to be negotiated and as a settlement. And it will. Yeah. He's absolutely said it, and it absolutely will. So why not sooner rather than mm. later? Because he's not going to be the one uh, who, who, uh, who, who, who's, who's blown to pieces or, 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 or permanently disabled in, a, in, in, in some awful battlefield. Uh, the people who decide these things aren't ever. Uh, I just get very I tired of that. I'm not a pacifist. I believe very strongly that countries should, 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 be, should have decent armed forces as strong and, and menacing enough to prevent people from attacking them, and that if, if you need to use them, then use them. But I do not believe that you should take war lightly, ever. And also, you perhaps shouldn't take it to places which aren't yours, if you like, like Vietnam. Well, then people not will war, say, but there were... Which was not a war yeah. about anything other than just um, JFK's, Kennedy's obsession with communism. It's really, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, it wasn't I, really going to... I know we haven't got we time We need a whole programme, but <laughs> what, in this case, people could rightly say, but the Russians invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Yes, indeed, they did. Deeply wrong thing to do, yeah. but you, you don't necessarily two wrongs do not make a right. You don't necessarily undo that wrong uh, by conducting the, the the war in the way in which we're no. doing it. Actually, people say, "Well, did you, would you want the Ukrainians to give up land?" I said, "No, it's none of my business anyway. If no. they negotiate, that's their affair." But here's the point: Ukraine is actually in a very strong position. They've defeated the the, the, the Russian advance. The Russians are stuck. Mm. They can't get any further. They, they they want to end it, or they, any, any sensible person wants to end it and get out of it what they can. It would be a very, they'd be in a very strong position if they went into negotiations mm. now, not a weak one. Yeah. And and why do people oppose it? It's the same as the middle of the First World War. Sensible people started saying, look, we've turned Europe into a meat grinder and nothing good is going to come of this. It ought to be brought to an end. And they were just pushed to one side. People said, no, we can't, we can't forgive the Germans their atrocities or, or whatever it was. And two more years of war, during which Europe was bankrupted, uh, many, many more people died, 
and actually in which the seeds of Hitler and Mussolini mm. and the Bolsheviks and the, and the Russian Revolution were all sown. If we'd had peace earlier on, we'd have avoided that. Yeah. And I, as I say, I'm not a soppy pacifist. I believe you, you, you fight when you have to. The Ukrainians have fought, and all credit to them for fighting, but that's enough. What we need now is, is serious yeah. negotiations and to stop pretending that this thing can be sorted and to by, rebuild the by country throwing somewhere. more and more young men in, 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 into the meat grinder. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, let's talk a bit about the uh, Oliver Dowden misinformation unit. Because oh, I don't yes. think I've seen you since we uh, got that news last week. Yeah. Uh, Molly Kingsley, we spoke to from us for them, one of the people who campaigned to k- try and keep schools open. Yes, I remember uh, her. And was very much part of what we talked about a lot. And she I've was become fantastic. quite good friends with Molly, actually. Yeah. And she's outraged that she was basically put under surveillance on social media yeah. at the very least and possibly in other ways. I spoke to Nadine Dorries, who was also part of this um, unit, apparently, on Friday, and she said, oh, there was only a couple of people involved. Well, I wasn't. didn't think that. I'm like, well, that's not really the it? point, is it? No, well, you, you, you were probably on the list. I think I was. Ago, well, you saw Big Brother Watch came out a few yeah. months ago with some rather rather worrying evidence of what might have been going on with me. It, was not, it wasn't as clear as this. Mm. No, I think it's shocking, and I think that, that people ought to be held to account for it. I think it's, it's one of the things which this inquiry should very much look into. It was very dispiriting news about the inquiry this morning and the Telegraph, Mm. saying that they've actually asked people from Independent Sage, which was a body pressing for for longer and tighter lockdowns, to give evidence. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's just they haven't told me. But I haven't heard of anybody on the lockdown sceptic side having been asked to give evidence to this inquiry. No. Have they already bought mm. what I've always said they would buy, that the, the belief that if only we'd locked down harder and sooner it would have been better? Uh, is this going to be an I think that inquiry? will be part of the questions that, 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 that are well, asked. If, if that, those are, are your assumptions, then yeah. we, the, the inquiry might as well wind up now because right. there's no point in holding it. Exactly right. Um, because these were the same people who said that 400,000 people would die and they got it so far off and wrong that they should never be consulted again about anything. Yeah, I well, <laughs> sorry. No, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm the, 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 this was, I, I remember quoting, actually, interesting enough, a, a vet who'd been involved in the foot and mouth on overreaction and, and, yes, and misreaction. Yes, which was also misreaction. Neil Ferguson, wasn't it? Yeah, and he and he was saying that Ferguson was uh, was 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 not a person whose presence in the in the planning system he welcomed. Right. He, he, and, and, and this, I put this criticism in the article I wrote very early on, March twentieth yeah. of twenty twenty, uh, and I've never had any reaction to it. He was an experienced professional person who'd been involved with Ferguson in, in just such things, saying mm. actually he's not necessarily the best voice to listen to. Right. And people say, well, why should we listen to you? I said, I was never asking you to listen to me. I was taking people who had expertise in this, such as him and, mm. and John Ioannidis, uh, who knew what they were talking about, saying they are saying even now this is this is doubtful. Yeah. But the, the whole but Ferguson the whole never got anything still right. seems to be uh, that it was fundamentally it was right. It's only the conduct of yeah. it that's open to, to. And if that's the way it's going, as I say, forget it. Mm. You might as well not do it. I really do hope. Uh, that the inquiry will be inviting lockdown sceptics to give evidence to Yes, it. well, we would all hope that, I think. Um, but sadly, I'm not sure if we will. We shall see. Peter, good to see you again. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Uh, see you next week. Uh, Peter Hitchens, Actually, you won't see me next week. I well, I not. I to, no, well, I not. Are you off on another mystery I, tour? I'm off on a mystery tour, so I can't... Uh, Damn. I, all right, well, um, we've been me, warned. But, no, don't but, worry. Well, I'm pretty regular Even here, you, you know. are Sometimes allowed... Sometimes I'm here when you're not. Even you're allowed some time. I think the following Monday, I think I won't be here. 
because um, oh, I'm taking a much needed break. A somewhere. much needed break. Well, um, I, I hope you to enjoy bother it. my family for a yep. while. Uh, they're not keen on it, very to be honest. But, so they don't like me <laughs> to do it very often. But there we are. Uh, Peter Hitchens back in the mail on Sunday, of course, on Sunday, uh, and possibly before that as well uh, in Mail Online. Keep an eye out for it. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Roy Lilly because there's more Doctor Strikes coming this week. Isn't that marvellous? This is Talk TV. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 